if you're forcing yourself to do something that you hate, you're not going to do it. It doesn't matter how many times you set your intention, set your goal, you'll just never do it. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello. My name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe is interviewing Laura West of the Centre for Joyful Business. Laura was another recommendation from Kelly McCausey from show number 115. Laura West is president of the Centre for Joyful Business and the creator of Creative Coaching Tools. She's a joyful business coach, speaker and author who works with changemakers, transformational leaders, coaches, healers and experts through her private and group coaching retreats, workshops and online products. She knows that when you are aligned with your joy and passion, you are more innovative, creative and confident and success is inevitable. As a creative catalyst, she has helped thousands of entrepreneurs develop signature programs, products and marketing so they stand out as a leader in their market and make great money while creating positive ripples in the world. She's the author of the new Joyful Business Business Planning System. Fun and Fabulous follow-up challenge, creative coaching tools, members site and dozens of information products, webinars and is a highly sought after speaker for conferences, tele-summits and workshops. You can find out more about Laura and her resources at www.joyfulbusiness.com. Back to the studio. Today, I'm interviewing Laura West of Joyful Business. Thanks for joining me, Laura. Thanks for asking me to be here on your show. So lovely to have you. And it's um, my first podcast not in the caravan for about two months. So uh, this is quite exciting to have proper internet. So let's hope it all, you know, uh, fulfills my expectations in terms of not dropping out. (laughs) (laughs) I think the internet is like the number one resource for an entrepreneur. Absolutely. I just uh, went to do one a couple of hours ago with uh, somebody who will be coming up. I think she'll have been published the week before yours. And uh, she uh, was in a castle in France. We've had to reschedule because she couldn't make the internet work. (laughs) So, yes, it's the uh, as you say, it's the 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 thing that as entrepreneurs we we need and then uh, really struggle with when it doesn't quite work. But we're here. So that's good. So excellent. (laughs) So uh, tell us a bit about who you are, what you do, and where you do it. Yes, I am the founder of Joyful Business, and I've been, um, we do coaching and training for entrepreneurs, um, mostly coaches, healers, um, people who have a message and a mission with their expertise. And so I help them um, get their marketing out in a way where they can um, use their creativity and passion in their marketing and so they actually love their marketing, which is something that um, most people don't, their eyes get kind of big when I say that. Um, yeah, and so that's what I do. And so I've been doing this for almost 20 years now. And I have retreats and workshops, online products, private coaching, 
programs, mm-hmm. things like that, you know, all different types of ways. Um, yeah. yeah, to reach out different types of coaches and healers. And where are you based? I'm outside Atlanta in the US. Ah, so whenever I think of Atlanta, I think of social circle. That's somewhere around there, isn't it? That is. Social circle? Yeah, so my, my many, many years ago, my dad had a business like in the 80s and one of his business associates lived in social circle. <laughs> so that's all I've I know about it. I have heard of it. <laughs> That's my one connection to Atlanta. Very tenuous, I know. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so, um, it's interesting as you say, talking about marketing and people not um, particularly uh, enjoying it. I've just been thinking. I've uh, listeners to the um, podcast will know that I, um, I should say now, I have recently launched because by the time they're listening to this, I will have done uh, my membership site, and I've been. Um, idly sort of driving around towing my caravan um thinking about my business not not idly actually I've been you know thinking hard about my business um and I was thinking how it'll be so much easier just to focus on marketing one thing um as in you know this is what I sell as opposed to I can help you in a number of ways (laughs) and I I was thinking how that will be quite a change but as you say people don't really enjoy marketing generally and it's a sort of an angst-ridden thing. So I was feeling quite calm at the moment. <laughs> right. Well, good luck with the one thing. I, that, um, I think that is a uh, one path to success. What, what I have found is that I tend to attract people who are highly creative and they just have ideas flowing out their ears <laughs> and, uh, and flowing out of their pen. And um, the hardest part is, you know, how do they focus? How do they choose the ideas? How do they focus? I mean, they're all like these little babies and yes. they like, I can't not do my baby. But, um, you know, I always say that uh, scattered energy gets scattered results, focused energy gets focused results. And it's something I'm always having to come back to because um, it's not always so easy for people who are highly creative. No, exactly. Well, I think that's exactly what you've just said is why I've done what what I've done and why I'm actually quite excited about it on the basis that, uh, you know, it's one thing encompassing a number of things, but it's still only one thing, which just seems so much easier in my head, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. You can send everybody right there and that's your thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so, well, because also, you know, I think people say to me, what do you do? And I always think, oh, no, what do I do? Um, so tell us more about why you do what you do with the people you do. You know, 20 years you said you've been doing this. Did you start with creative people in the first place? Is it something that you've sort of grown into as a, a result of the work that you've done? How does that all come together? Yeah, well, I came from corporate. I was VP of marketing for shopping center for a bunch of uh, like 50 shopping centers around the country. And so I have a long history in the marketing arena. And um, I realized I'd always wanted to have my own business and was I had hired a career coach years ago to try to figure out what I wanted to do. And I fell in love with coaching. You know, she was coaching me and I fell in love with coaching and realized that was a big part of what I loved to do, which was all these shopping centers. um, All of them had female marketing managers and I loved naturally coaching them to help them do better in their job, to be seen as a leader. So anyways, just all the universe conspired for me to get coach training and become a coach and started my business and um you know one of the things is i'm i'm really mostly passionate about working with coaches 
and healers who are want to change the world in some way with their work and I want to help them be more successful but it turns out that a lot of these are a lot of these people are like me of course which is how it works and they they just have tons of ideas for how to do that and so it's kind of um, you know another piece of my business is helping them manage all of those ideas helping them manage their energy because they're usually highly sensitive and intuitive so it's um, it's both helping them be more successful in their business in a way that doesn't drive them crazy with all this marketing, but then also to manage their energy. And then I would say the third part is, okay, how do they corral all those creative ideas? <laughs> mm-hmm. And you described yourself as being similar. So how have you done that for yourself? And, and um, how is that then translating into helping other people? Yeah, how's that working? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's a, um, you know, I love feeding the ideas, you know, and so I'm always, you know, reading, listening to podcasts, I'm sure we'll get into all that kind of stuff. And um, so, you know, I'm always feeding the ideas. And then so really where I come in is, um, how do I organize the ideas? And then how do I prioritize them? And then how do I, how am I, um, trying to be the most productive I can be um, to get stuff out there. And um, so that's what I help my clients with. And so, yeah, I mean, I do that in a number of ways. A lot of it is I've created my own planner that works for me and works for my clients. So that really helps. And then, um, you know, uh, gosh, there's so many places I could go with this, you know, to the tools, to the how you spend your time. you know, one of the things that I do is really block my time and that helps tremendously, you know, where I am, you know, when I'm focused on writing emails, then I do what I need to do to get into that rhythm so that the words start flowing. And then I write several emails, you know, so that it's not trying to do things here and there. Um, And that really makes a tremendous difference. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting. A lot of people talk about blocking. I've talked on the podcast before about how, um, when I've tried to like do themed days, I, I do all this plan and, and sort of plan my calendar and make it all look amazing. And then I don't follow any of it because I <laughs> hate having things in my diary. Um, <laughs> but um, but the sort of um, alternative to that is is to group things together. So you don't necessarily do them on certain days or have that much structure in the calendar. But actually, as you say, you get that momentum going by doing you know all your website stuff at the same time or as you say all your email marketing or, or whatever and that can be really helpful and doesn't feel to me so structured as, as the sort of theme days that some people recommend right right I'm just not you know one of the things I'm really passionate about is finding what works for you you yes. know how do you get into your flow you know flowmentum is what I call it you're always looking for <laughs> that flowmentum and um, and it works different for different people. You know, I'm really good. Like mon- uh, morning time is my precious time. And so it's, you know, I want to fit everything into the morning. You know, I want to fit my rituals, my routines. How do I get inspired? How do I align my energy? I want to exercise. I want to do my writing, <laughs> you know. Um, mornings aren't that long. <laughs> mornings aren't long enough for that, you know. But I have learned that, you know, when my most natural rhythms are and what to do to help cultivate that. Um, you know, one of the things that I do when I'm writing is I put on um, my headphones, my earbuds, and I have a chant music that I listen to. And that really works for me to like get me in the rhythm so that everything's kind of blocked out, but kind of this rhythmic music 
And then I just find I'm able to find my flow a lot easier and tap into the words and, and get a lot more done. But it's like, you've got to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. about um, other people? Have you found, so, so that is interesting, the, the listening to particular music to, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I like, I work with classic FM playing and the classical music um, quite yeah. often. So I always used to say that was because I didn't know the words, but now that I do choral singing, sometimes I find myself singing. <laughs> quite so well um what are, what other what other um examples can can you think of, of of people that have done something like that but different yeah. i'm just trying to think of some myself as well well one of the things that i do and i recommend for my clients is to do uh what i call creative cafe time and um i've been doing this for like 20 years but it, it's you know getting up especially all of us who work in a home office or a caravan office <laughs> you know getting, <laughs> getting up and going to a cafe or a bakery type of thing. And, um, you know, I have things that I bring with me, you know, I always bring something inspirational to read, um, you know, somebody's newsletter or a segment from a book. And um, I do my journaling, I do my morning pages, um, connect in with my guides, you know, and then I'm like ready to go. And like the ideas by then are just flowing out and it's so easy to write and get some things done. Mm-hmm. And I find that getting out of my office is so helpful. Um, I talk a lot about with my client how inspiration happens outside the office and implementation happens inside the office. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Mm. I keep thinking I need to get a better way of recording ideas when I'm in the car because driving for me is one of the times when I get really creative about ideas and things but then I I have to try and remember them (laughs) so I can write them down afterwards. I should think about audio and all that sort of thing but yeah I've just started using audio a lot more where um you know I'll go right to like Google Docs or um I always text message myself all the time (laughs) and I'll use Mm -hmm. audio to do that so that I can remember all those great ideas because it is like when you're driving uh walking you know things like that where all the great ideas start flooding in Mm-hmm. I did actually write a blog post recently when I was driving using um, something called otter.ai, which is a really good transcription um, app that you can put on your phone. Um, yeah. And I sort of, you know, I have these sort of ideas and then they don't go anywhere. And I thought, oh, you know, when I'm driving later, I'll, you know, see if I can just sort of spout it out as I'm driving along. And and I haven't gone back and edited it yet, so it might be a load of rubbish. Yeah, sometimes you get the transcript back and you're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> we're like, get out of the way. What are you doing, stupid idiot or something? <laughs> and then realize that wasn't actually the the, uh, the post. That was one of the drivers. <laughs> right, right, right. But it often, it really does help. I do find the audio helps um, just get things out a lot quicker, a lot faster. And it's so much easier to edit from there. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I like the idea about uh, going to a, a cafe. I, I think I find it... Um, Interesting. Some of those apps, like focus apps and stuff, they give you coffee shop sounds, don't they? Because that's supposed to help you to focus. And I'm never sure whether I think that'd be a bit weird in my office playing coffee shop sounds. (laughs) But I do think when you're in public, but on your own, it's there's a different um, vibe to it than when you're at home on your own, if you see what I mean, isn't there? Yeah, there's something about it's so funny because it's like I put in my um, I have cafe creative cafe time music so like kind of music that's not gonna get me too distracted um Mm -hmm. but it kind of gets a rhythm going and so i go out to a cafe but yet i put on my headphones so there's something about the energy of people coming in and out 
things mm -hmm. happening around me. Like it's like the energy is flowing and, and I tap into the world. Like there's things going on in the world, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the quietness of my, my own place. But then I still put in my headset so that I can have the concentration. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell us a bit, uh, a bit more about your planner. Cause, um, there's a, a few people who create planners and I don't know if they always come from your own experience and then you share that with other people or whether it's just something that you would have always done anyway. It sounds like yours was your planner that you've now shared with other people. Is that how it came about? Yes. It's the joyful business plan. And, um, it really, I have bought tons of planners over the years, trying to find like the utopia of planners, you know, the ultimate yeah. planner. And, um, and I found there were things I liked and things I didn't like. And um, so both a planner to use on a daily basis, but then also for a, a marketing plan. So I created a combination. And so I have um, the Joyful Business Plan is like this combination that has, uses kind of mind map principles for the most part um, to help brainstorm your ideas about your vision, your ideal client, you know, um, everything from what are you, you know, taking an inventory, what are your current services to what are your future services, your current marketing to your future marketing. And then it has the planner part. And so there's a daily action planner where you can put down, you know, here's all the things I need to do for the week. And then here's what I'm going to do each day and try to schedule those out, you know, so that you can, um, not feel like, you know, it's so easy to write down this gigantic to do list. But when it really works is where you say, OK, Monday, I'm going to do these things. And then I don't have to worry about that writing that sales page until Wednesday, you know, mm, yes. that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So how, did, how did it develop into something for other people? Well, whatever I you know, it's the classic, you know, whatever works for me, then I share with my people, my community. And um, and I've had them asking for years because I create a lot of tools like creative business tools. Um, and so they just asked for years. And so I developed it over time, you know, um, yeah. trying different tools out, seeing what they liked, getting feedback. And in the last probably three, four years, um, I come out every year with kind of the new um, edition of it. And it's not a hardbound planner. It's actually a planner that you can print off um, digitally. It's a printable. Yeah. And then you I have it lined up with. Um, so that you can, uh, what I recommend is that you can print using the disc bound journals. I don't know if right. you've seen those. Um, so that way you have lots of flexibility. Cause one of the things I didn't like about planner, most planners are in a hardbound, you know, book. And so yeah. you're stuck with the whole year for the entire year. And so I like being able to pull papers in and out, add papers to it. Um, mm. I don't have to carry around the first six months of the year the whole time. <laughs> I can just take those out and stuff like that. So you have lots of flexibility with that. Yes, yeah, yeah. And you said it's called the Joyful Planner and your um, business Joyful is, business sorry, plan. Joyful Business Planner and Joyful Business is your company name. Not everyone sort of equates joy with business. Tell us I more. <laughs> I'm on a mission. <laughs> you know, what? when I left um, corporate, I was in corporate and um, in the 90s and we went through six buyouts and mergers in five years. Um, it was really uh, just got so burned out, you know, and it was really tough. And so when I finally decided I was going to make that move and start my own business, I had this inkling of an idea of like, you know, there has to be room for joy in a business, like where you're happy, where you're excited about showing up. And not many people were talking about doing meaningful work and being happy at work. That was really a new concept. 
And so um, I found this article by uh, this woman, Dr. Barbara Fredrickson, and she had done one of the first studies about happiness at work and found that when you're happy at work, that you are more um, creative, you know, like the ideas flow, right? And we all, like you know this from a common sense perspective of, you know, if you're disgruntled at work and you're not happy, then it's hard to get any sort of great ideas. So mm -hmm. you're, you're more creative, you are more innovative, more likely to take risk and share these, you know, innovative ideas. You're more confident. So to me, it's like when you're in your joy, then you're more likely to pick up the phone and call that potential client. You're more likely to say, hey, I'd love to be on your podcast. You know, like you just have much more confidence. So it helps you. So to me, joy is a productivity tool. Mm. So when you line up with your joy, and you, again, it goes back to that marketing. When you line up with your joy and you do marketing that makes you feel good because you're doing it for people, not to people, that you, you, know, you like to do your marketing and it feels more joyful and therefore yeah. you're gonna show up and do it. You mm -hmm. know, rather than um, like, oh God, I gotta do this marketing thing and it feels like a whole different part of you has to do that. Like all of a sudden mm -hmm. you have to sell your soul for it or something. And that's quite a, a different concept to how a lot of people think. I think particularly when people start businesses, they 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 sort of think they have to emulate what it was like in the corporate world. Although, ironically, they're sort of generally starting their own business because they don't want to be in the corporate world. <laughs> exactly. You know, I talk about how I used to think that when I first started sort of 14, 15, no, 13, 14 years ago, that it was, um, you know, I'd have to sort of work nine to five and you know, Monday right. to Friday, albeit it never was nine to five or Monday to Friday. But, you know, you, you, your structure was the same as the corporate world because that's what you sort of thought it should be. And then as you get used to your own thing and get more confident, then you start to sort of do your own thing. And it, that to me, it sounds like that's what people are probably like with their businesses as well. They start start a business thinking it's got to be you know, serious and boring and quite hard work. And, you know, joy probably doesn't come into people's minds to begin with. <laughs> Is that fair or am I just being uh, <laughs> down? Well, I think, think there's two different types of people. I think there are people who, especially people who left corporate, the reason they're escaping their cube, you know, um, and they're bringing with them a lot of the baggage or the structures, you know, that they're used to in corporate. And, you know, one time I had a client email me on a Monday morning and it was like 9.15 and she's like, okay, it's 9.15. Am I supposed to be sitting at my desk? She's like, what do I do? She's like, I really want to go to a yoga class. I'm like, go to the yoga class, feel good, come back and you'll be inspired with a new idea, you know? Um, yeah. It's that kind of thing. And then there's a lot of people who started a business because what they're doing brings them joy. So a lot of, you know, like chiropractors, healers, coaches, um, you know, started their business because of the meaningful work, you know, where they're changing lives. But then as they got into, oh, I have to market my business in order to grow it and, you know, make it sustainable and thriving, um, then they they get caught up in thinking that their business, they have to be this marketing guru or they have this like marketing machine they have to do and they're marketing more than they're doing their work. And so a lot of it is coming back to like, okay, you, you have all this joy in the work that you do, you know, your expertise, but also you can have joy in the rest of um, the rest of your business, including the mm -hmm. market. Mm -hmm. And it really comes from the inside out, you know, so it's, um, 
it really is like, okay, you know, I help people find their authentic marketing style. So what is your authentic marketing style of what you like to do? You know, is it, I want to do podcasts for my digital nomad life, you know, in the caravan um, and, you know, being really authentic and, you know, and it takes people a while to shed those protective barriers and say, yes, I just really want to show up authentically. And here's what authentic looks like for me. Hmm. Yeah. And how, how do people do that? I mean, I, I talk and I've talked a bit on the podcast about the fact that I hate doing video and I every so often start again thinking I should do it or um, I'm going to do it. And, you know, there's, there's a number of videos online over the last 10 years of me going, right, I'm going to start doing this. And then it lasts for about two goes because I hate video. <laughs> and right. I finally got to the point of reminding myself I don't like it, so I'm not going to do it. Um, but that's you know, exactly it, it. <laughs> i mean is it trial and error or is it is there a process to determine you know what works for you what you want to do and what you don't want to do um yeah well there's a process i take people through a process of finding your beautiful brilliance and so it's part your strengths your expertise and also that piece of, and your unique personality and then also about you know your authentic marketing style and so we really delve into you know, are you more of a writer? Do you like to create um, on the computer? Do you like to do, you know, some people are natural, like give me a camera or let me talk. And they want to talk, you know, so we kind of really identify. And to me, that's their starting point. For some people, they're going to stay in that sweet spot forever. And some people are going to say, okay, now I'm ready to branch out. Now I'm going to add some video. Um, yeah. You know, so to me, it's starting with your sweet spot, you know, so then like you, you just said it, you know, you'll show up and do it. Whereas if you're forcing yourself to do something that you hate, you're not going to do it. It doesn't matter how many times you set your intention, set your goal, you'll just never do it. Yes. So I'd rather you do it, <laughs> right, um, and be successful, you know, be successful at that and have, you know, this core marketing piece rather than trying to do 50 things that, you know, you don't really like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So what about getting things done on a day to day basis? You've already talked about your um, cafe moments, <laughs> creativity uh -huh. moments. Um, how do you make sure and you've got your planner, obviously, but how do you make sure you get done what you need to get done um, daily, weekly and all that sort of thing? Mm -hmm. It's a combination. I use my, you know, my daily planner, the daily action plan that's in the joyful business plan. And then I also use online tools. So of course I have my Google calendar, which is my go-to for everything. Um, I also have a, a, a regular calendar that's um, like the disc bound, you know, that it's in a, um, you know, it's um, bounded so I can look at any months. And then I use sticky, I use the sticky note planning method which is what I talk about in my plan, you know, which is planning when my emails are going to come out, when I'm going to launch a new, you know, like the new version of the joyful business plan or my, you know, 30 day challenge for fun and fabulous follow up or things like that. And then I use sticky notes to say, here's when I'm going to launch it. Here's my, you know, how I'm going to plan all my different promotions and social media. So those are two things that I use all the time. And then with my team, I use Asana. Asana is yeah. my, you know, my online, you know, where we manage all of our projects, all the to do's and, and things like that. So that's definitely something I'm in there on a daily basis. Um, so those, that's my core. Those are my core things. And then a couple of things that I use as well just to organize ideas or to brainstorm ideas. So one thing I use to brainstorm ideas is um, something called Oya, 
I think that's how you say it. A-Y-O-A. Oh, and okay. Not heard of that. It's, it combines a, something called drop task with mind maps. And I love mind maps. And I can go in, take their mind. They're still kind of in the, the pilot version. Um, but they're, I love the mind maps. And I can go in and just outline a teleclass or my Joyful Business Live show. And it just flows super easy. Um, they're still working on being able to get that, like then convert that over to word, but it, I mean, I could just mind map it so easily and it's, um, just flows really fast. So I've been using that a lot. And then, um, I'm also a big fan of, a fan of Evernote for capturing ideas. Um, whenever I see somebody, you know, something on a website or cool piece cool idea, cool logo or graphic or some idea that I might want to refer back to when I'm you know, going to do that kind of project. Um, I keep all those notes in Evernote. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Yeah. So you're, I can tell why you're a good guest for the show. You like alliteration. So you talked about um, fun and fabulous follow-up. <laughs> I have, I have a whole lexicon in my world. <laughs> Welcome to my world of <laughs> joyful sightings and fun and fabulous follow-up. And <laughs> So tell us a bit more about the fun and fabulous follow up because you, I think, have a different take on the idea of following up. And um, uh, I, for one, whenever I sort of think I'm going to do something like that, I, I sort of um, I try I, I sort of start an email and, and, and the subject line is like follow up. But I think, oh, no, that's rubbish. Shouldn't do that. What else can I say? <laughs> and, uh, it, just see, it just feels difficult and uh, not yeah. as fun and fabulous as I'm sure you're going to tell me. So, so what does that mean? <laughs> Well, it's taken the same principles we've been talking about, about lining up with your joy, passion and creativity and using that in your follow up. And so twice a year, I do these 30 day challenges um, called the Fun and Fabulous Follow Up Challenge. And what we do last the last one we did in the spring, I had over 100 people in it and it was just so much fun. And it's the premise is super simple. It's for 30 days, you reach out to three people a day every day. Okay. And, but the rules, like there's no rules, like it's wide open. So you might reach out to a past client and say, Hey, how are you doing? You might reach out to a current client and say, how did your week go? Um, you might, you know, but it's like the more you build that into like a daily success practice, <clears throat> excuse me, the more that you start looking for people to reach out to and follow up with. So you might follow up. Like I went to a luncheon yesterday following up with the organizer of the luncheon and saying, gosh, what a great job you did. I so enjoyed it. And just giving her some accolades. And you mm -hmm. never know where these conversations are going to go. First of all, they could just make you feel really good and make them feel really good, which to me, that's priceless, right? We're back to like the feeling good energy. Like if you can bottle that, that's what we all want, right? When you feel good, you're more likely to do things um, yeah. in your business and grow your business. Um, and then lots of times those things lead to another conversation. Um, and so, you know, it, and then I give you all these ideas for how to follow up, how to, you know, send photo quotes and articles, um, use a card service. Like there's so many creative and fun ways just to reach out and touch people's lives and connect with them. And, um, but it's the idea of when you do it three people a day, every day for 30 days, it totally changes your business because mm. all of a sudden you have, you don't feel alone. You don't feel isolated. You really get that flowmentum going where you start, you know, usually you start getting some clients, you get in conversations about opportunities, people make referrals and introductions. Like 
you get speaking engagement. I've had people connect with long lost sisters. I mean, all sorts of things have happened that were amazing. Um, But it's the idea of letting go of, you know, that idea of like, I'm doing marketing to people. And instead it's like, I'm doing it for them, you know? And so really just showing up and reaching out, like, how can I spark somebody's lives? How can I spark joy in somebody's life today? Yes. Yeah. No, I love it. And uh, as you say, it's that sort of taking away the angst around needing to do it for whatever reason, but actually just about being about connecting. And I think back to when I first started my business, I, I grew my original publishing business through networking and I really hate networking now and I and I have been reflecting as to why and I think it's because it's almost become you know you turn up you do your pitch yeah swap your business cards or whatever and that is never how I did it you know it was about meeting people who can I connect this person with and you know oh this is an interesting person sort of thing and it feels sometimes like it's not so much about that anymore clearly I'm choosing the wrong places (laughs) (laughs) but you know I've stopped doing it because I've not enjoyed it because it seems to be doing being being done for the wrong reasons if you like yeah. so I really love what you're saying yeah it's become kind of this rote thing and so you know the I always go to a networking event with um, I set my intentions when I'm sitting in the car before I go in and I say I just want to connect with three people and have three delightful conversations so when I leave I feel delighted uh, you know either I gave to them or somehow we had this rich connection and then all of a sudden, you know, and yeah, I do my 30 minute elevator speech, whatever. 30 minutes. Um, yeah, <laughs> I hate those. Um, and most people do, you know, and so <laughs> it's um, so it's that idea of I really set my intention about the connection yes. and um, how can I help people? And then yeah. you know, fun and fabulous follow up. I talk about five different kinds of conversations, like every conversation is not about trying to have a sales conversation. There's so many other ways to have a conversation to help each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. So let's change the subject a bit and talk about keeping healthy and full of energy for this. Because it strikes me that being joyful actually needs quite a lot of energy. <laughs> Albeit, <laughs> if you're truly joyful, it doesn't because it's just a natural thing. But, you know, being being joyful is, is, is actually, to me, feels like being full of energy. How do you make sure that you're in that position through looking after yourself yeah so you know it's funny because a lot of people say joyful business oh of course that's the name of your business you're so joyful and it's like (laughs) no like you know like the reason I put that out there is to remind me like that I have a choice that I can tap into joy but I do believe that you know we are hardwired with those survival instincts you know to worry um, to be protective you know you know things like that you know the sky is gonna fall you know, some people are more optimistic than others, but I believe that you have to cultivate that optimism and happiness and, you know, that flowing of energy on a daily basis. So, um, yeah, I mean, I do everything, you know, I walk, I go to yoga. When I don't do those things, I notice it's harder to tap into the joy. Um, I went to yoga uh, Tuesday night and just woke up on Wednesday morning, like feeling so good in my body that the energy can flow. And when the energy flows, then the ideas flow. And again, the confidence comes out and then you want to contact people and it just is so much easier. Um, The hardest part is, you know, to me is like honoring the commitments, you know, so I do journaling, I do my morning pages. um, You know, I try to move my body every day, talking to friends, 
you know, um, doing some painting. I love to do just like intuitive painting, nothing where that you can recognize, but more intuitive painting. <laughs> having some sort of hobby that can flow. Mm. Yeah. And those are so incredibly important. And, and it's funny because it's like the busier we get, we start, you know, we want to sacrifice those things. But those are the very things that actually keep us in alignment with the joy and keep the joy flowing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You've just made me think I must do some singing after we've finished because I've been away and I don't like to do singing in the caravan because people can hear me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm at home for a little while. I might do some. So as you say, it's, it's, it's so important. And to find the things that, that help you to feel energized, but also to relax and so on, as you say, finding that time to build those things in. Yeah. 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 Mm. It just, it helps all the ideas flow and it helps you with the confidence to follow through on those ideas and take action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about um, learning and improving yourself and sort of moving forward? You've been in business 20 years now. Um, how have you kept moving forward? <laughs> well, uh, first of all, I always have a coach. So I've had probably for 23 years, I've always had some sort of coach, you know, whether it's a career coach, a business coach, spiritual coach, money coach, you know, all sorts of different types of coaches. Mm-hmm. So that's my, my number one thing is that I always have somebody that I'm paying <laughs> to pay attention to me and pay attention to my ideas that I can bounce things off of. Cause it's so hard to do this work in a vacuum. And um, even if you have good friends, um, you know, they'll give me feedback, but they don't always understand the business, you know, your business goals and how that lines up with that. So that's the number one thing. And then, um, Gosh, I read books, I listen to podcasts, um, and I'm always, you know, taking programs and things like that. So I'm always doing things. I've always got one or two things at least going on. I try not to do more than two, but um, but I'm always doing podcasts. So when I go, um, when I'm driving somewhere, um, you know, driving up to my parents' house, which is a couple hours away, or, you know, taking a walk by the river, I'm always got like a podcast on. Um, I always have a few books stacked up next to my, you know, next where I'm sitting. Mm-hmm. Any that you'd recommend podcasts or books? Oh, sure. Um, podcasts, you know, I, right now I'm, yeah, they always kind of change, but right now I'm, um, I'm really digging this guy. It's called creative pep talk. And oh, okay. um, he's just kind of this funny, he's more of a graphic designer and he talks a lot about creativity. Um, and I really like that. Um, there's these ladies who do another one called rock the podcast. And so um, this is so perfect. I have this goal um, for this year and then really ramping it up a lot next year is being a guest on, you know, being a more frequent guest on podcasts and um, as a way to, you know, get the word out about Joyful Business and expand my list and all those types of things. So these women have a company where they help you become guests on podcasts. And so they're doing a podcast about being a guest on podcasts. That's all um, sounding quite complicated now. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it is. So I love that. I love Amy yeah. Porterfield's, um, I can't remember the name of hers. I think it's something online marketing, maybe, I yeah. think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are some Lovely. of my favorite podcasts. Lovely. I'll have to, to check them out. I always think I, I do my two podcasts. I do this one and one for an organization called Engage for Success, which is about employee engagement. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm forever doing these. And then I, I don't often make an effort to get onto other people. So I'll uh, have to go and uh, follow them as well. See what uh, see what yeah. the tips are. I always do it when I'm doing something else. So if I'm yeah. you know, cleaning the house or you know taking a walk, driving, that kind of stuff. 
Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's funny, I've got, um, I put mine into channels and I've got like my favourite and ones for productivity and health and everything. And I've got one that says new to try. And I looked at it the other day and realised that there's like tons of, of podcasts on there that I've added because people have said, oh, I think this is good. And then I've never right. listened to them. <laughs> one a week to try and find new ones as well <laughs> right right i go in different you know spurts with that as well yeah <laughs> yeah so last couple of questions what um what about those days where it all goes horribly wrong how do you deal with those days oh i don't have any of those days <laughs> <laughs> moving on then <laughs> no that's like that's like you know that happens all the time. It's, um, you know, that's just part of life. You know, it's like stuff happens, you know, like I sat down yesterday and I had gone to a luncheon and I got back to my, you know, home office and I sat down, literally had my fingers poised on the computer. I'm like, all right, I've got two good hours. I'm going to crank out all this great stuff. And my son calls and his battery had died and he needed me to come help him. And so, you know, I was so glad that I was able to help my 20 year old and go do that. But it's like the moment, you know, you think, okay, I'm going to get all this stuff done before I go on vacation. And then it's like, gets hijacked by something else. Um, and I was so glad I was here to help them. But um, yeah, you know, the biggest thing that I have learned, um, because I do think that having your own business, when you're not accountable to somebody else, like you are in corporate or, you know, when you're working for somebody else, you don't have that accountability. And yeah. so that is just the hardest thing. And it, then you add to it, you know, people like us who have lots of ideas, you know, it just makes for potential, I don't want to say disaster, but it makes makes for you being really busy doing a lot of stuff that might not be as successful. So what I've really learned is to stop fighting it. Um, sometimes, it, you know, I'm a lot quicker with that than I used to be, but stop fighting it and surrender. So, you know, Yesterday when my son called, there was that, but wait, but I'm getting ready to write. I'm going to write all this great stuff. You know, I set the time aside, but then I've learned to just kind of surrender and say, you know, this is what's going on in life right now. This yeah. is my priority. And so that, that word surrender is not something we normally use. And so, um, you know, it's a word that I use, you know, to really say, okay, I'm going to be where I need to be, you know, yeah. be present. Um, because what happens is if I go and then I'm all pissed off about it or something, you know, whatever it may be, it's yeah. like, you know, then that's not a good experience either. And so I've just learned like to surrender to whatever I'm choosing in the moment and just remember I'm choosing, you know, yeah. um, those are some big things. Um, and then I use all my, you know, I always try to move my body. That just helps tremendously, you know, walking or yoga, something like that. Um, mm -hmm you know, journaling, you know, if things, if I'm feeling irritable or the ideas aren't flowing, then I re usually read something inspirational and that helps tremendously. Or I go on the walk and do the podcast and I usually get tons of ideas or get that inspiration for my own newsletter um, and get things going. So I've just found I need ways to plug in and jumpstart mm -hmm. um, and shift my energy. And so I have lots of different types of energy shifters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I would have been disappointed to find out that you didn't have a way of getting things back to being joyful. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to. But, you know, it's just not going to always flow in joy all the time. Like, just life happens and things don't turn out the way you thought and yeah. um, or other priorities come up. And, and that's just how the dance is, you know, the dance of life. And yeah. so, yeah, having different ways to shift your energy back is so important. I think what's important is knowing what your ways are. So like a lot of, a lot of what I do with my clients is 
one of the first things I do is get them to create their joy list. So then they have this list, like what gets, what shifts their energy? Cause when right. you're in the moment and you're out of sorts or feeling negative or going down that doubt vortex, you can't think, you know, often you forget. And so it's that reminder, that list that I have posted on my wall that says, Laura, you know, go on YouTube and do some yoga real quick or go for a walk or read something inspirational. Like we need those reminders how to plug in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So to finish then, what about those days where you get to do um, the living more piece? So that's the bit where I say you get to do more of the things you want to do and less of the things that you feel you should do or you have to do. What mm -hmm. does a day like that look for look like for you? You know, it's where just I, I call it flowmentum. You know, it just feels like everything just flows. Um, and I feel, but, you know, it's always involved something where I'm in my body, you know, where I've either walked or stretched or done yoga or went to a class. Um, and then also I've done, I would say movement, um, coaching, you know, where I've been well used, you know, where I just feel like, oh, I've helped these clients and I know I made a difference. That feels so good. It fills me up as well. Yeah. Um, and then I would say, you know, where I've connected with a friend, um, where I've created something, maybe I wrote something, you know, so to me, it's all about like being in that flowmentum, you know, so when I'm in that flowmentum, it doesn't matter exactly what I got done, but it's like everything fills me up as much as um, what I was able to give. Mm -hmm. I so love that word. I'm going to use it. I don't know when or how, but flowmentum, I like it. <laughs> That's great to me. That's I always um, I equate it to um, if you remember that movie Finding Nemo. Yes. Um, and <clears throat> in the movie, you know, they're trying to find his son who was all the way in Sydney, and it's like, oh, there's no way they can get to Sydney in time. And then mm -hmm. he runs across the turtles, the sea turtles. Yeah. And they're they're flowing in the East Australian current, and um, they're like, dude, get on. We, you know, it's the current's moving fast, and so I call it. Um, the UAC, the Universal Abundance Current. It's like get into your flowmentum, join the you know the UAC, and it's like, dude, you know, and just kind of surrender, give up, and um, and then plug in, and it's like things just move faster, and you get to where you're going with a lot yeah. more fun and joy. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, lovely. Thank you. Really good end to the podcast. So thanks for joining me, Laura. Let people know how they can connect with you and find out more about you. Yes, um, there's two ways. They can come over to joyfulbusiness.com and um, there's all sorts of great stuff on my blog and um, you can get your daily action planner and then join my newsletter right there. You can also join me um, in my Facebook community at Joyful Business Community. I think is what it is. Yeah, if you just search for Joyful Business Community, then you can join um, people who are there and I post a lot in there about all sorts of things like we're talking about today. Lovely. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much. All this information is available in the show notes. If you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 131, then you'll find them there. This week, I want to talk to you about accountability, which I talked to you about a few weeks ago. In my membership site, Power to Live More Calm, a few of us got together to have an accountability session last Friday. And what we did was we got together at two o'clock, and we had a 15 minute discussion about what we were going to focus on in the afternoon. And then we got together about 45 minutes later, again, via Zoom online to say how much we'd done. And then we committed to doing another hour and we got together again at four o'clock 
and then had a sort of debrief and caught up and, and sort of talked about what we were going to do this week in general terms. But we had quite a lot of discussion about how much we achieved in what was effectively an hour and 45 minutes of the things that we were looking to do. And I particularly had committed to transferring a free course that I had on the Teachable platform over to my membership site. And it's something that I've been intending to do for a while and felt like a really big job. And actually, I managed to get one of the courses done in 45 minutes and then realised there was another course on there that I needed to move over. And I managed to get that done by the end of the next hour as well. So I achieved so much in an hour and 45 minutes, which if I'd been left to my own devices and not had other people sort of working alongside me doing their own tasks, planning to come back and review our um, productivity, I'd, I'd never have done in that amount of time. It would have taken me probably days by the time I'd fitted it in around other things and, you know, procrastinated and felt other things were more important in the moment and all that sort of thing. So it just reminded me, even though I know how important those accountability sort of get it done sessions can be, it actually reminded me how effective they are um, in, you know, in the moment. So how are you creating accountability in your life, whether that be personally, whether you set yourself goals and routines and things to do to make sure things happen or whether that's that you go and talk to a friend or a business colleague, an associate and talk to them about what you're going to achieve and what they're going to achieve and then review that or whether that's in some sort of group group situation where you do similar. Um, it doesn't matter how you do it, it matters that you do do it. So what are you doing to create more accountability in your business and in your life? I keep banging on about the membership site. I'm really excited about the opportunity that it offers for home-based coaches and consultants to get together within the community to uh, use for accountability, the aforementioned accountability. Also the learning, I think I've got 12 courses on there now across all of my five fundamentals and also some stuff around WordPress and some information coming soon about marketing on Facebook. So there's lots of different things that you can learn within the membership site already and lots more to come and then also materials around goal setting and blogging and sleep monitoring so those are the things that are in there at the moment but again more to come on there too so if you're interested in finding out more uh, please do go to powertolivemore.com forward slash get calm and we can arrange to have a conversation and again you'll get to the show notes if you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash 131 and we look forward to speaking to you next week Use your power to live more.